Welcome to today's episode. Today I am talking with Stephanie Shaw of Hello Hot Flash podcast, as well as a menopause educator. Clearly, as a woman who is on the upward tick towards my um, 50s, I really find this information extraordinarily important. Our discussion was amazing. I hope you tune in. Please don't forget to like, download, and subscribe to The Seed. And please also do the same for Hello Hot Flash. I've already listened to how many of her episodes. They are absolutely amazing. Um, very informational, and I don't care what age you are, it is important to know your body and know your health. Hey everyone, and welcome to The Seed. We are changing over to a new podcast show that is more reflective of where I am in life. Ironically, The Seed was planted by every guest that I had on my Homes and Hops podcast. So listen in, subscribe, and comment on my new monthly podcast, The Seed, which stems from Dandelion Discussions, all about women empowerment, entrepreneurship, and objectives that are often planted in us. Our guest stories are here to inspire, educate, and most importantly, to let you know you are not alone. Hello, everyone. I am Lisa Resnick, and I am here with Stephanie Shaw. So she is a fellow podcaster. Yes. Called Hello Hot Flash. So if that doesn't give you an idea what we're about to talk about. (laughs) So she is also a menopause educator, community builder, speaker, the whole gamut. Yeah. Trying to do it all, Lisa. Aren't we all? <laughs> Aren't we all? Isn't it crazy? The older that we get, the more we take on. I know. I know. I'm like supposed to be resting, you know, right now, but it feels like everything is taking off and it's exciting. You know, they do say that most businesses are started by women in their 40s. I would think so because we have this extra level of wisdom. Yes. Freedom, confidence, lack of fear. So, yeah, yes. exciting. And, and we're super smart. So. We are super smart. Everyone out there, remember that yeah. women are super smart. Women are super smart. Especially in their 40s and, and the older that we get. Yes, and all the, all the good adjectives. So how did you come up with the idea? Because I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I do not know much about perimenopause, menopause, anything about mm-hmm. aging. Yeah. The only thing that I remember is Suzanne Summers. Mm. Yes. Do you remember that yes. in the 80s yep. with her, like she would rub the hormone yeah. cream like all over her and that's what kept her youth yeah. and vitality, like all the fun stuff that we as women want to hold on to the older that we get. And then it came out that we weren't supposed to do that anymore, mm-hmm. that that causes problems for our health. Cancer, I believe, what was utilized, the older that we get by utilizing these hormonal supplements. Yeah. So it, it there there's a lot of different... Re- First of all, I came about it the, yes. the, the wrong way. Okay. I, I too, like you, I knew nothing about menopause. That was not a conversation in my home, work, anywhere. And um, March 23rd, 2017, walking down the street in New Orleans. Um, you I, know the I date. I know the date because I was physically about to step onto Bourbon Street. I was there for a business trip. And I don't party, hang out or anything, but I'm like, I'm in New Orleans. I need to go to Bourbon Street. Yeah. And 
I felt like I was going to have a stroke. And oh, that wow. day I ended up in two ERs in New Orleans. I was I had one coworker with me, but no family member or anything else. And um, that began a two-year journey of trying to figure out what was going on in my body. So 18 different doctors, two world-renowned medical facilities, over $20,000 out of pocket. And to this, I've had so many tests, uh, MRIs, CAT scans. Um, and to this day, I never... You must have had good health insurance. I, and we had no health insurance at oh, the time. Oh, shut up. There was this gap where at during that time we had no health insurance and because I was doing so much, we couldn't get what we needed. Oh, wow. So yeah, the $20,000 I pocket was, was Eastern and Western medicine. And it was a that low because I'm the queen of negotiation. <laughs> and, because, <laughs> and because God helped me out a whole bunch. It's like, if you pay now, you get half off. I'm like, okay. okay now. Um, I didn't so, know doctor's offices did oh, that. They do. So yeah. You know, always That's, negotiate. Always oh, negotiate. I love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so that that started my journey. And I am one to want to educate myself on what is going on in my body. I don't like to take medicine at all. I wanted to figure out an all natural way of healing whatever was going on. And through that journey, that's when I started realizing I have perimenopausal. Well, actually, it was after that journey. I realized that all of what was going on in my body were perimenopausal symptoms. So um, there are, if you look up okay. at symptoms, there's probably like 35, 40 that come up, but there's actually over 100 perimenopausal symptoms that women can have. And on our po- on my podcast, episode 95, we talk about the 100 perimenopausal symptoms. Because Holy cow, 100? Yes, because phantom smells. Have you ever heard of it? Like no. Women smell gas. They smell electricity. Yes. I, I smell maple syrup. So those things are perimenopausal symptoms. So it's not just your senses becoming more more advanced and attuned no. to the world around them. No, it's not a superpower that it's we It's not have. because I'm losing my eyesight, so my, my nose is making up the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are in peri- no. <laughs> So I have a feeling I am. I've already made the doctor's appointment. <laughs> All right, good, good, good. So yeah, there's like a hundred different symptoms. So so that that's part of my story, and that's why I ended up the on this journey. The only one they ever tell you is hot flashes. Hot flashes. Sleepless nights. It's one that it's kind of common for a lot of women. Night sweats, hot flashes, um, twitching in your eyes, cold hands and no feet. No joke. I have twitching in my eye. That's one of the symptoms. I thought it was stress or caffeine. Yeah. 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 And, and it could be related. Yes. I'm not trying to... Di- I'm not a doctor. I'm I know, not trying I know. to diagnose. Neither am I. I'm just a hypochondriac. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm a web in, in WebMD influencer or WebMD. I don't know. I'm really good at WebMD. Um, but no, so those are some of the symptoms that we get. And my problem um, during that time was I had all, I had, when I, when I started learning more, I'm like, I have like 45 of the symptoms. That's why it was hard for the doctors to figure it out. That's one reason. Which episode is this again? Uh, episode 95 of Hello Hot Flash. 95. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just listened to your body image one. Oh, did you? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had some amazing women. Oh, yes, so you awesome. have. Yeah. Yes, you have. Yeah. I found some amazing women across the country, across the world, actually. Um, but so, yeah, that it lists... I found out that I had like close to 40 of the symptoms. So rapid heartbeat after you eat. And I I'm, I, I always get on my doctors. I love you, doctors. But um, one, a couple of things. 
I didn't help them help me because my symptoms were different all the time. So my gynecologist, I think, sent me to the cardiologist and the um, physical therapist sent me to a chiropractor and to a neurologist. So like they were bouncing me around because my symptoms were changing so much. But like no one, I'll take that back. It took almost two years for two doctors that like started to have a relationship with me. They went to lunch together. They were like, we're figuring this out because we don't think she's crazy at first. Everyone did, but we have to figure this out. And when they talked to one another, it made all the difference in my healthcare. Doctors aren't trained necessarily on um, to to signal or to, to see the menopausal symptoms. And a lot of times, a couple of things will happen. They'll go, oh, we're all aging, ha, ha, ha. Yes. Or your test results are great because they're the standard test results that yes. we've had for years. which not everybody ha, ha, falls ha. into. Exactly. Thank you very much. Or um, they will be directly point you to some medication. And again, I just refuse to take the medication. So I had to figure out a natural way in order to heal my body and being able to do that, yep. that is when I transitioned into helping other women do the same. Now, were you, because you also have certifications in dietary habits, right? Yes. Dietitian is the technical term, right? Well, I'm not a dietitian, okay. but I have certifications in um, holistic nutrition coaching, Okay, two, diff- two certifications. And that actually, so that two years when I was really sick, as I said, I dug in deep. That's when I got the certifications. Okay. Now, mind you, during that time, there were a couple months that I couldn't drive. I was, you know, by three o'clock Holy on the cow. couch for like all day. And then I'd go to bed just to wake up, just to try to get to work. So I was really, really sick. So I had all of this downtime. I'm like, one, I've always wanted to do something in nutrition. Two, I need to figure this crap out because I can't keep living like this. So that's when I went back and got the certifications. So how much of a shift in your own, in your own lifestyle did you make when you go through this education, which I think it's interesting that you went from for the certifications as you were experiencing this upheaval yeah. in your life. Yeah. And I I mean, I do the same thing. I, I'm like, what's going on? I need to know more about this. Yep. Why not get certified yeah, in it? <laughs> like, why not? Learn it anyway. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's not just being taught it. It's actually getting down to the nitty gritty yeah. of the reasoning behind it. And that's yeah. why I like the certification. So how much did your lifestyle change once you became so much more knowledgeable about our what we eat, how, like what how we exercise, do we do downtime, all that yeah. fun stuff. Yeah. It, so it changed a lot because I was already kind of that. I think that was part of the problem too. I walk into the doctor's office like I'm a vegetarian and I exercise. So yeah. you, you know, like yeah. I had that attitude. Like I'm I'm doing this right, but. I was not, um, a couple of things, I wasn't doing it right. I was just not eating meat versus eating healthy. So you can't be a vegetarian and or vegan and just not eat meat. You have to make sure that you're getting your protein, your carbohydrates, your fats. And so there would be a time where I wanted to lose some weight. So I would, 
not eat carbs or I would decrease fats or not think about me getting enough protein throughout mm-hmm. the day. So that made the, the switch so that my um, eating habits, I, I remained a veggie. Well, I'm a pescatarian now sometimes. You know, now, pescatarian I, is eggs and cheese, correct? Um, pe- that, that, or in chicken. So, no, no, no. Pescatarian okay. seafood. Oh, seafood. Yes. Okay. And so I will eat wild caught salmon, but I only do it like do seasonally. Not eat, I, did you watch the Netflix series? Which one? So there's a Netflix series uh-huh. uh, that's called You Are What You Eat. I'm, I'm sure I've watched it. A twin that one. Experience, oh, experiment. No, 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 no. You, no. you should watch it. Okay. I am like pretty much not eating anything anymore, but uh, but <laughs> That's I, why I don't watch some. One stuff. thing is for sure, I am only eating wild caught yes. salmon. Yeah, if you hear nothing else from this conversation, yes. it's not. Oh, I'm eating salmon because I'm eating healthy, or oh, I'm eating vegetables and I'm eating healthy. You need to know what type of vegetables, where they yes. came from. You need to make sure. Because what happens with the salmon, they put them all into a confined it's space. so gross. And they eat their own feces yes. and, you know, they're they're swimming in their own urine yes. and all of this other stuff. And, and you're they're, eating all of that. They're fattier. Yes, they're fattier. And they inject it with that color. Yes. Was it carcinogen or whatever that that is also of it. I don't know the but name it can of kill it. You. <laughs> yes, it also is cancer causing. Yes, yes. So to make it look attractive to us. Yeah, exactly. So that's part of the reason. Well, that's uh, uh, one of the things that I always talk about is making sure that not just that you're eating healthy, but actually what you're putting into your mouth. You know, yes. What types of food are you eating? So yeah, that that's all super super important. So I changed that. I changed. Um, I'd never run a day in my life. Anyone that knows me knows it. I don't do that. But running's amazing. Running's amazing because right before Mentally. I got really sick, I started working out. I'm like, I'm doing a 5K for my birthday, blah, 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 blah. So I started. How old were you at this time? I was time? 48. Okay. So I'm like, I'm getting this in. I'm going to do this in July, blah, blah, blah. So I'm doing this method where you like run to. The couch to 5K? Yeah. 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 That's what it was called. Yeah. And I was I was kicking butt. I ran yeah. a mile. I'm 48 years old and the first time in my life. I mean, it was a slow mile, but I ran a mile. It's better for your knees to wait. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> but I think for me, that was making it harder yeah. on my body as well because I wasn't doing, I was doing that on my own without hiring a coach or someone to show me exactly what I needed to do. So I was thought I was eating right, thought I was exercising right. I had to understand that my body prefers stretching and, yes. and strength training and things that are lower pace. Speed walking is good for me. Running does something to my Walking's body. Walking is phenomenal yes, for you. Yes, yes. So uh, it had to become more accustomed to my body. And the biggest thing that I was not doing is working on the stress. I, I to this day, I start when I coach clients, I start with mindset over food or anything else, because you have to figure out why, wow. why are you allowing this to happen in your body? What is going on? What happened in the past? How can you make it better? How can you make it different? Yep. And I was not working on any of that. I was not working on stress. And I had a couple of people in my life who some lady graciously, she'd never been to my house before. She's Still one of my dearest confidants. We don't like okay. hang out or anything. But if I have a major issue, I'm like calling her. Um, and she's like, this person is causing you stress. I'm like, uh-uh, they're nice. 
and blah, blah, blah. And when I sat there, I'm like, oh, they are. So yeah. I had to have some big girl conversations with people. And that, too, helped with all of these perimenopausal symptoms. It was crazy after I had a wow. conversation how the stress left, left my body, which helped ease my mind, which helped me get on a better schedule, which helped me eat better, which yes. helped me exercise better. So it was like this huge trickle-down effect of what happened and the, some of the changes that I had to make. So then from there, is this when you created the menopause educator consulting business? Yeah. So I'll be honest with you. You know, we're, we're marketers. So yes. I started off with weight loss because that was kind of the buzz. And yes. like, it just did not feel Our right. SEOs. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I wanted to make sure, you know, I was, I was getting people to come to the website. Um, yes. It, it never felt right in my gut because what I want women to understand and recognize is not, yeah, I want, you know, I don't want to weigh 800 pounds. Um, but it's not about yes. the weight. It's not about that. You need, yes, you need to maintain the right it's weight. Everything. But the weight, yes, but everyone's weight is different for them. I'm, I'm short. Which I'm a is, small frame. Which is very difficult for us. Yeah. To because re- we see. So. Re- yes. Mm-hmm. To really understand that we are all individuals, yes. not just in our minds, yes. but in our bodies as well. It's, it, that is probably one of the most difficult things for women to accept about themselves. I totally agree with that. And that that's why the weight thing just didn't click with me. I'm like, it's deeper than the weight. Um, and and you, I can help you lose weight. I've helped people lose yes. weight really, really quickly. But is it sustainable? Does it get to the root cause of what's going on? Did you, are you holding on the weight because you're sick? Are you holding on to the weight because you're stressed out? Are you holding on to the weight because you just don't know what to do? Like, let's figure out the root cause of what is going on in your mind and in your body and so forth. And then the weight is a no longer an issue. Yep. If you lose some, if you manage, whatever, you'll be healthy inside and outside. So when I changed all of that in my mind, yes. um, that's when I'm like, hey, Perimenopause is my problem. Perimenopause is. is what I know. So let me focus on that. And that's why I help women in that area. Now, do you help out any human resources at corporations when it comes to women? Because we are. We are all working much later in our lives. We are we are entering the workforce in droves, which is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um whether men realize or not, they go through their crap as they age as well. Yes. Um, so, but it's it's a different world. That's a world, especially in the C-suite level, that they've always adapted and been used to. Mm-hmm. And and men have been able to learn how to delegate and make sure that while they're aging up into the workforce, yeah, yeah. that they are doing it in a way that they are that they're that they're not taking it all in. While women age up in the workforce, Mm -hmm. we don't reduce the amount of things that we're doing. We absorb even more and more and more and more. So is that something that you also incorporate? Yeah, so that's part of my uh, 2024 strategy. So I did a little speaking last year, but I'm trying to grow in that area because it's a diversity and equity issue. Yes, it is. Women lose, I think it's $1.3 or $1.5 billion per year because of menopause. I just sent out an email. I think it came out this morning. It's like, is menopause? 
grandpa's messing with your money. I'll have to check my inbox. <laughs> because the answer you know, is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> Menopause is messing with your money. And we're not understanding that um, the women who are in their 40s and 50s, those are the employees that you want yes. in your organization. They have a wealth of knowledge. They understand relationship building. They know how to communicate with people. Yes. We're not giving men a bad rap or anything, but it's just innate that women are strong in certain areas, and we need women exactly. in the workforce. So it's super important that we start to think about that, respect that, and set up some avenues yes. in order for them to be able to work. Um, I also did an article in Brains Magazine and talked about some steps and strategies for women in the workplace. Maybe you need to have um, a small group or something where women are meeting and having a conversation. Yes. Perhaps the men in the organization, I get this pushback from a couple of people. Well, we don't want to talk about menopause because there's men here. Uh, duh, they need to be part of that conversation Listen, as well. My poor boys, they are- Mine sin- too. <laughs> I know, I talk, almost, like, I mean, within reason, but yeah. I am open about everything yes. as I can't be because they need to understand. They do. They too. The best story I ever heard is, um, well, first of all, I do too because I have three adult and one's engaged, one's married, and one's younger. Yes. Um, but that helps them in their relationships because yes. they're like, oh, wait. She, so even when a woman's cycling, you know, exactly. like, oh, it's not about me. This is something's going on. Let me, let me, you let know, me take a step back. Take a step back and I'll be back with you in three days yeah. kind yes. of thing. Or redirect your energy and how you're yes. handling it. Yes, that is so important. I forgot the other part of what I was going to say, but. Uh, about well, 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 about the article that you were. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Not, the, not just the article, the story, the best story I ever yes. heard. So uh, a gentleman and his wife got a divorce. So she was perimenopausal and so forth. He and his organization, they had a menopause training. He went to the training. He's like, oh, it wasn't about me. They got remarried. I mean, this wasn't oh, like wow. in a week kind of thing. Aww. But you know what I mean? He started to understand, oh, the hot flashes, the low libido, yes. um, the stress that she was feeling, her anxiety, going through depression, like everything that was going on in her body was chemical. It wasn't about me it was the things that were going on in her body. And this is what I should have been doing in order to support her, to help her navigate through this. When he got that, when that clicked in his mind, their marriage was repaired. I'm like, oh, that's the best story That ever. is the best story. Yeah. That yeah. really is. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's interesting. So I don't, so with my mother, I don't think I really remember any shifts or changes in her mood swings or anything like that or all the things that stereotypically we think about menopause. It wasn't until probably I was out of the house. So I'm assuming she went, she went through it later on in life or she was really good at hiding it. Did I find out about again, just the hot flashes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But now like she'll admit to the mood swings, the sensitivity levels, all those other things that happened and were incorporated with it. Yeah. Um, I was really hoping it would wait for me until I was in my (laughs) fifties But I get it over with. I know. I really don't. I think it I think it's also so important for us as women to know about these things so much more earlier on. It's Mm -hmm. like we know to put in to have Botox in our 20s as preventative maintenance for wrinkles when we get into our 40s and 50s. But we don't know about the preventative maintenance when it actually comes to our health care. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important because in my mind, I could have 
my journey would have been a lot shorter. I know my journey would have been a oh, lot yeah. shorter. A um, hundred symptoms? Yes. That's yeah, crazy. There's a hundred symptoms out there that folks can have. So if I would have understood the protein, carbohydrate, fat balance before, because the way that I was able to heal my body naturally was food. Food, exercise, and decreasing stress. So, yes. I mean, I got... So I I often say that I don't suggest people doing it like I did it because I went hard. I'm talking, yeah. I went to my cousin's wedding. It's like a 250-person wedding. I had my lunch bag with me. I was oh, not wow. you were hardcore around because I was so You brought your tea bags sick. to restaurants, yes. didn't you? You're like, I'll just look, have some hot water. Look, if people could see me, I just looked at Lisa like, yep, so what? <laughs> what you going to say about it? You were that person. <laughs> I was that person. I did. So I really honestly did bring certain teas. I would bring my own water to restaurants and so forth. Wow. And or most of the time I'd eat before because rec- ex- we go out to eat quite a bit. So it's more of a yes. just that's a way that we do things. That's exactly. how we're going out. Yeah. So I would eat before. So I did. I went so hard. That's not probably not the best way to do it. Um, but I was just convinced that I was going to get through this all naturally. I mean, I would think that if I was in the level that I thought I was having the stroke and everything that was going on in my life, I probably would go to the extreme as well, trying yeah. to fix what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, which actually then makes me think that after you went so extreme, mm-hmm. how did you ease off of that? Yeah. Because you, you get so wrapped in this, like, this is what's making me better. Like, if I stray from this, will I revert back? Like, how did that happen for you? So that that was part of the mindset as well. Mm-hmm. So I I worked on my mindset so much, my mental health, my mental wellness, that I knew that, okay, you cannot eat like this and do this for yeah. the rest of your life. You can't be... <laughs> my friends are stopping, <laughs> won't invite me out to lunch anymore. <laughs> or to their house or to their weddings. I took my own food to a funeral, the repast. Oh my God. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Hey, I mean, that's definitely a distraction from the reason why a lot of people are there, because now they're like, there's Stephanie with her lunch bag. I had this huge black lunch bag. I, and then I would go like sneak out in my car sometimes during events or whatever at work. I'd eat. But anyway, yes. So um, I was that's amazing. I was able to transition back again. It was based on mindset because, I, you, again, you can't live like that forever. So I just started to slowly yeah. add more fun stuff back in. Um, if I went out to eat, I would Do just order food. No, I don't drink alcohol. I never did. So oh, okay. Well, yeah, then. yeah. That yeah. wasn't anything. No, nah, that that part didn't. I'm going me. through dry January right now. Are you? <laughs> but what's funny is I'm going through dry January, uh-huh. and I thought that that would be like click of energy, like my mind would be right back, like all these things. Yeah, and it's not happening. But it's so you're we're at the beginning of the month. Yeah. And so you say the beginning. It's the it is it's like nice. it's pretty much mid month. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no change. As it relates to dry January, it's the end of the month. <laughs> I know. And actually I've noticed that my sleep is worse. Mm, because your body's probably detoxing at this point. So it probably will take you to the end of the month and you're going to start feeling good. So why don't you add a month and see what happens? I thought about it. Yeah, add a month and see what happens. I thought about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of times we don't think about the sugar, the processed yes. items that are in alcohol. There's a fish emollient or something. Really, I don't, don't quote me on this, but you can kind of Google it. Um, 
some fish substance helps um, preserve the alcohol. So there's more in oh. it besides just the grapes. Okay. I'm, I'm sure if you're drinking a you know eight hundred dollar yeah. bottle of wine every night, that probably isn't the case. But like our local kind of um, things, look and see if there's extra preservatives in there as well, and that may be impacting the brain fog, the probably. sleepless nights, and so forth. So probably we don't have um, we don't have a lot of natural. Mm-hmm. When you when you are drinking wine, if you think, what do you remember Anne of Green Gables or is this just me? All mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Anne of Green Gables, there's this scene where they got into their parents' cherry cordial uh-huh. that was alcohol because it had fermented right. over how much time, and now that probably is more natural. Yes fermentation versus like what we have and the process and and our it's our foods it's our drinks it's everything it's everything it's everything lisa we uh so we did a garden this year but i'm like next year i gotta get for real for real my son's already started in his basement like one i believe there's going to be a food shortage next year again but we won't go down that path but also because i want it, it is so crazy that my throat itch or my stomach hurts when I eat tomatoes from the grocery store. I go outside, don't even wash a tomato, pop it in my mouth, and I'm like, oh, I'm not sick. So you have to, that's another thing that I think is super important. It's to have uh, women, all all folks, start to think about um, how you feel after you eat a certain food. Because for me, another thing that I did, I I went to a naturopath and he did a... um, uh, it's called a zyto test, but you know it's not a traditional kind of blood work. It was a, a simple urine test, okay. but it listed all of the things that I was alerted to. So peaches, um, there was a couple kind of weird beans, and since I was a vegetarian, I eat all kind of weird oh, yeah. beans and stuff. There were some foods on there that bananas, which in my mind I'm like, hmm. Every time I eat a banana, my stomach does kind of hurt, but I never like started to write things down and put it together. That was super key for me as well. I started to um, track what I was eating and even quote unquote good food was messing with my digestive system. So I had to eliminate those things, get my gut healthy, and then I can eat them now. Gut health is huge. But gut health is huge. Once my gut, that, that was another reason I went hard because going hard helped me completely heal my gut. And then all of the stuff that in the past would bother me like bananas or peaches or um, cabbage and so forth. I'm like, oh, I can eat this now. It doesn't bother me. It was because my gut wasn't healed. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a huge so you can part. start introducing the food back yes. into your system. Yes, but you know, also just being don't cognizant get away. <laughs> but true, really, I say this all the time. You can make broccoli bad if the only thing you eat is broccoli. You you are one million percent like, right. You can overdo anything. Anything and make yes. it bad. Yeah. And also create your body to have an allergy to it. Yes. Very, very true. Very true. So I um the peaches thing, I'm like, why all of a sudden? But oh though like the summer before I got sick, there was this peach market in Holland. It wasn't a peach market, but it was yeah. a market that had good peaches. Every day on the way home from work, two to three. So I was because peaches are good. Peaches are so good. They are really good. I was making cobblers. I was eating them raw. I was every single thing over and over. And so your gut becomes sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. So just exactly like you said, anything, um, too much of anything can be bad for you. Exactly. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So when you transition to 
Hello, hot flash. Yeah. And and being a menopause educator, how did you throughout all this? I'm assuming you got your energy back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, through the shifts and changes that you made through yes. through your education that you received, how did you then shift and then begin to market that for other people to then see and feel? And take in all the information that you're able to provide them. Because yeah. there, there's a gap. There's there, a gap in it. Yeah, there is a huge gap. So, and, and that, I'll be honest with you, that's still a gap and it's still a struggle because in our minds, we often um, don't want help until we need help. A hundred percent. I only started looking into this because I am 47 years old. I noticed that there's changes in my body. I've noticed it over the past couple of years. My energy levels are down. Mm-hmm. I'm the twitch in my eye, like the weight gain that it's occurring. Mm-hmm. I know my gut, gut isn't fully healthy. And I and I do pre, predominantly eat plant-based. Mm-hmm. Like that, I mean, that's just naturally yeah. who yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, not to say that I don't like a steak that is rare from time to time, <laughs> but like, but clearly even now after watching that Netflix series, <laughs> I will make sure that, and I have already, like even for my husband, have asked the server, where's where's the meat yeah. from? Yeah. yeah. I'm making yeah. sure that it is grass grazed everything and not from one of those other places that is creating a lot of other issues for yeah. our environment and for our health as for well. Health, yeah. But um but that's the only reason why I started to deep dive into it is because of that direct impact. Yeah. And again I go back to I wish I would have known yeah. Yeah. all this beforehand. Yeah. E- periodically like on the podcast I will say, "Can you please go get your daughter or your niece or yeah. someone younger than you and have them listen to this because that that's why I'm here too. I got sick. Yeah. So I want people to recognize that there's so many things. The the course that I offer and the podcast episodes, they're geared toward women who yes. are perimenopausal. But if you take this information and use it before you get there, you have a much better chance to decrease hot flashes and so yes. forth. So I still have hot flashes. And why experience it if you don't have to? Exactly. I have hot flashes when I drink kombucha. Or when I'm eating, like, around the holidays, you know, eating, like, yeah. German chocolate cake and a whole bunch. And I'm like, whoo, phew, I'm hot, hot. <laughs> But how, how smart, like, I know what triggers them. I know how to not have them. So I can go months and months without having a hot flash. I don't have night sweats. I have more energy and so forth. You're sleeping better. So I sleep so much. I sleep, I'll be honest with you, I prayed so hard. I'm like, okay, I'm going through all of this. Can you please, Lord, let me just sleep? Like, I'll be honest with you. Yes, deep sleep. I started off really, really poor sleep. But the more sick I got, my sleep became better because, like, that was my focus of prayer. I love to sleep. Like, I'm a a nine-hour kind of girl. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Yeah, don't mess with me, nine-hour. So, yeah, but understanding your body at an earlier age, as you said, can make sure that you don't have to walk through a hunt. 40 plus symptoms of the 100 symptoms of perimenopause because a lot of them are related to stress and your gut health. Yep. And then not only that, but you're creating habits, Mm -hmm. good habits, Mm -hmm. that there's a path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. That So when you do really have to concentrate and hone in and pay even more attention, it's already, it's going to be easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that like is phenomenal. So how are you getting, how are you marketing yourself out there for, I know you're doing a phenomenal job with the Hello Hot Flash. Yeah. Yeah. I know you truly are. I love the visual aspect. I love how you're out. I really do. Thank you. Stephanie, I really do. Thank you so much. Um, But like, how are you getting the educational component of what you have to offer out there as well? The direct one-on-one or one on corp, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are in the process of making some changes on the podcast. Okay. So there will still be an interview episodes, but I'm going to start a series of solo episodes as mm. well. So you'll hear more about that towards the end of January of 2024. So whenever anyone's listening to this, That's so awesome. the he- the solo episodes will be focused on mindset, on sleep, on nutrition. And I'm also inviting people to come on the show for a free coaching session. So you can come on. Sign me up. Awesome. You are so on. (laughs) So it'll be an an audit. I'm trying to think of a cute name for it. If you guys can help me out, um, like a a menopause audit. I don't know if that sounds too deep. Menopause (laughs) strategies, menopause strategy 101. I don't know. Send send everything to Lisa so she can filter it to me. I'll vet it out. Yeah, vet it out. She's good at that stuff. Um, Dandelion sessions for menopause. (laughs) Dandelion discussions. Yeah. Menopause dandelion discussions. Yes. Uh, So, yes. So you'll be able to... Our perseverance and our resilience and transformational adaptability. Yes. I love it. All of that. I'm sure that spells a word. Um, But we digress. Where our marketing heads are going right now. I know. Yeah, we're thinking about stuff. Yeah. So what I'll I'll start to... And it'll be a live session. We'll co- I'll coach you through the session. Okay. And um, it'll become a podcast episode. That's amazing. So other people can learn from that as well. So um, they, you can come on, go to my website, hellohotflash.com, and sign up for for probably called a menopause audit. I don't know, you guys. Look for the word audit or strategy. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'll make it very clear What's, on the website. You know what I love so much about that uh-huh. is that everybody's going to have their own experiences. Yeah, yeah. That is going to connect with people that have had similar experiences. Because if you just have one solo, then that's only one solo, which is going to connect with people as well. But you're creating an environment that is reaching even more people. Yeah. It's so and it's so important during this time to have community. I keep hearing more and more about um, from just everywhere I go, especially I don't know, for the past two weeks, maybe it's January, but about building community. Yes. And as we age, a lot of our friends pass away or they move to Florida or they, you know, they just start a different path in their life. They become grandparents and they're spending more time with their their adult children. And those friendships are often broken or um, you don't get to spend as much time with folks. When we're this age, building community is twice as important as it was when we were young because, you know, who knows? Why do someone want to take us to the doctor office? I no, uh, I, I completely agree. You know what? But we do. Yeah, like, we do. We become so wrapped up for the mothers out there, the parents out there. We become so wrapped in the world of our children. Mm-hmm. Even, if you're, even if you are moms and dads that work, mm-hmm. you are still wrapped up in your children's lives. And that means also who your kids are friends with, their parents. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the cycle. I mean, it makes it easy to 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 make new friends. But but then your kids go to college. Yeah, yeah, yep. 
And then there's this separation that happens with those friendships. Mm -hmm. Like you're not hanging out as much anymore. Um, I do have one friend and I never thought about this before, but she's not friends with her kid's parent, her, her, her kid's friend's parents. Oh, okay. She does it for a few reasons. A, like if there's any drama, which we all know our kids have drama. Yeah. And, but she's like, if there's any drama between their friends, I don't have to worry about that, like filtering into the parental friendships. Right, right. And two, then that is also not based off of her kids. That's huge because I lost all of my friends when my middle son graduated from high school. I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, I don't, I, yeah, I don't have anyone to hang out with because we're not at soccer or baseball yes. or piano. Or, yes, hmm. right. And then you do like so if you're if you're a mom who works, you do have your work friends. Yeah, yeah. And there is nothing wrong with that. I'm a, a huge proponent of every corporation businesses creating an environment and making sure that your team has those, that connectivity that is not just within business hours, right. that it is beyond because they need moments of exploration and venting just as much yeah. as um, anyone else. But like, what about those times when you're like, I need to space away, like I need to create this this separation between my work life yes. and my personal life yeah. and have those friendships and those bonds as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really important it's to develop that community. Really important. And I, I'll tell you, I'll be honest, that's not my personality at all. So it's hard it's for hard. me. It's, it's hard as an It's, it's hard. way harder as an adult to make friends yes, than you were a kid. Yes. And it's way harder when you're, I'm in my mid 50s now. So it's even harder. So I'm thinking, uh, you're in I, your mid 50s. Yeah. Oh, people, yes. I wish you guys could see <laughs> Stephanie because she is gorgeous. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> she looks younger than me. <laughs> not. I'm going on her extreme diet tomorrow <laughs> she's she's bringing food to your wedding <laughs> yeah, yes who's up next i know right uh, yeah but it, it's so hard so i am thinking I, I woke up this morning i have a half sister and, and i in december i'm like hey do you want to do go to like a leather making class together oh, fun like to make purses and stuff yeah. and she's like sure because she's that person yep and i'm in my mind i'm like man i keep putting this off putting this off because i'm such an introvert i'm an ex- extroverted introvert if that makes yes. sense so uh, this morning i woke up i'm like i'm scheduling that class i'm going to cleveland we're going to take that class together i need to start putting myself out there and that i think it's that is part of this whole like healing pyramid that we need yes. to be a part of so you work on your mindset you're working on your health you you need to work on your community as well find out one thing you really like to do i love for some reason i've gotten into sewing now so there was oh, a yeah. yeah we started a small group at our church so for six weeks i sewed with like four different women that's amazing yeah, I know. so you know it was fun we just talked yeah. about whatever and we got together for an hour and a half a week i like it so find out uh, something that you like find a group of other women that are doing something similar and get yourself out there that helps with you would be amazed that helps with weight loss that helps with sleepless nights that helps with hot flashes you don't make the connection but the connection is actually there do you know that they say i I, for 
I either heard it on another podcast or I read it in a book or I listened to it from a book because <laughs> I do. I'm a book listener as well as I'm a book reader. But you can knock out a lot more books you that way. You can knock out a lot more books. I know. Someone actually I accused of cheating because she told me how to believe the book she read. I'm like, you, there's no way. She's like, well, I, I listen. Know, I listen. I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. yeah I listen to him when I'm on, on the Peloton. Yeah. I've It's what? January 9th, yep. like you said, and I have already read three books <gasps> since <This> January. <gasps> yeah. But I but I've listened to two. Okay, all right. Well, and I amazing. read one. That's amazing though. So they I count. Have, they they count. They count. <laughs> but, but I forget where I fe- that where it came from, but what they said, women live longer than men. Mhm because of the connectivity that we create. Mm-hmm. So pay attention the next time anybody goes out. When you sit sit up at a bar or you're sitting down at a table at a restaurant, mm-hmm. look at the bar mm-hmm. and see how the men are interacting with each other and how the women are interacting with each other. Women will look at each other face-to-face, eyes connecting. Yes. While men will stare at the TV screen. I'm seeing that in my head like so clearly. And it's be- and they in wherever I got this information from was that's part of the longevity of women is because of that connectivity. Like so, little simple things like that, like looking at each other while you're talking yeah. and having that communication one-on-one with people or even in a group setting, mm-hmm. but you're you're physically there. And you're really there. You're yeah, physically yeah, yeah. and mentally there. You're not staring at your phones. You're not looking at the TV while you're conversing with one another. Yeah. You're physically present in the moment with the people you were with. That that extends your life. You know, and so uh, I, we were, Lisa and I were talking before we came in. And I, yeah. I interview people, but it's always on Zoom. Yeah. And she's like, well, come into the space and interview people. I'm like, ah, I don't yeah. I do that. I will tell you in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, this is one of the best interviews I've ever had. And I think it's because we're physically in the same space. And it's like we're not having an interview. We're having a, a conversation, conversation. And we're connecting with each other. We're looking, you know, you can look at someone's eyes and on Zoom or what have you. Yes. But this just feels yes. different. It feels more authentic. It yeah. feels, uh, yeah. So I so get that. Because I, I do both mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I have the virtual podcast recordings, and then I also have the in-person. I favor the in-person so much more. And that's also why I don't have the video component with my podcast as well. Because I noticed when I did have the video component with my podcast, people weren't as relaxed and conversational. Yeah. Because they're looking... To see sure themselves. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. We're all human. We, I mean, I was doing it. <laughs> but, but so they're watching the screen where where it's bouncing off of the recording. You can see the TV. Yeah. And it just was different. Yeah. It yeah. was different. So when I created the podcast studio, I wanted to make sure that it was a comfortable environment. I wanted people not to really give a crap what they look like mm-hmm. and come in and just talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it works. It, I love it. It's fun, isn't it? it? Yeah, it is. it is. Now, only if I could make enough money to fly everyone I else. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that I want to interview, I would totally do it. Or you fly there instead of oh my gosh, studios. that would be amazing. That would be better. There is this one, yeah, one young lady uh-huh. um, that has begun doing that. Like, and she's she was on the Today Show. I can't remember who she who she is, but it's also amazing. 
who who you hear here on my podcast, right. and Stephanie could attest to this, is who I am in real life. Yeah. But this girl, like, has, like, a whole dynamic of personality shifts and changes. Like, she's an introvert. Uh-huh. But when she does her podcast, she's an extrovert. So she's created this, like, Sasha Fierce, like, style <laughs> character that when um, she interviews with people, and she will travel anywhere. And she's clear- clearly a creator and ideator when she thinks of the like the scene and everything of where they'll do the setting of the interview. Oh wow. But uh but yeah, she'll fly wherever you are. You just have to be super famous for her to fly. Yeah, you. yeah, I would, I would think so. <laughs> so she's not coming to hell. But she huh? <laughs> but she's also somebody who and which I always say the difference between those that are successful in life. Mm-hmm. This isn't measured by money. This isn't measured by this is like they're successful in life. Mm-hmm. They get it. Yeah. Like yep. to me, yeah. that like you get life, yeah. and therefore you're successful at yeah. it. But um, but I always say this: the difference makers with people are those that have the ideas, but those that are like, screw it, let's. I'm just gonna go for yeah. it, and yeah. let's see what happens. Yes. Like, what fun can we have with this? Yeah. Because. It's in my mind. I think it'll work out. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. I, You know, and I think that, so, you know, being 50 plus, starting a podcast. Yeah. That was kind of my mind. Like, okay, I've thought about doing something similar. I mean, I went to school for telecommunications. I love nutrition. And, you know, I've gone through yeah. this journey of menopause. All of this kind of aligns that I'm having this conversation now. At my age, initially, I'm thinking, So what were you doing before all of this? So that you were in New Orleans traveling for work. Yeah. So I was running uh, an education nonprofit. Okay. So we were there for a conference. I was there for a conference. What was the um, education focused on? Uh, It was on data. So it was bringing in. the tri-county area, bringing the school districts together okay. and aligning from preschool to post-secondary education. Okay. So conversations, making sure that when the kid, the student transitioned from elementary to middle school, that there was some kind of connection. You would be surprised even with, there, it's a lot better now, but even within the district, there wasn't that communication or that path in order for them to transition. So we would look at the data, see how the student is progressing, help um, navigate some of those conversations that were going on. Oh, very so cool. I did that for about 10 years and 20 years prior to that, for before that, for 20 years, <laughs> I um, worked for Sprint Corporate. So like in public okay. affairs, business development and regulatory affairs. So I've always had a job where I had to be out front meeting people. I yes. always enjoy that, but I'm still thinking, hmm, next phase in life, do I really want to do this? But just as you said before, we get we I build up this wisdom of of how to connect and communicate yeah. with people. So why not use it? And that's what I want women to start thinking about. You, life is not over because you're 55 no. or or because you're perimenopausal or postmenopausal. Life continues to go on, and everything that you've learned, you need to look at as a building block. Yes. Pull the good out and leave the bad behind. I agree completely with you. Yeah. It's just even if, if you think about it, even for for the women out there that chose to raise their children and not work outside the home. Yeah. You're still working yeah. inside the home, but not outside the home. Yeah, more work. That's <laughs> I, why I didn't do that. <laughs> no, same thing. But like but um but <laughs> 
for those that are that are getting to that point where their kids are more independent and self sufficient, mm-hmm. that are like, hmm, maybe I want to now get into the workforce. I will say this to all those women. You bring so many positive qualities to any corporation, business, or if you decide to own your own business because of everything you learned, managing that household, caring for that child Mm -hmm. or children, taking care of everything. Negotiation skills. Oh, my gosh. Negotiation. Patience, negotiation yes, skills, yeah. knowing what battles to pick. Yes, leadership. Yes, you, you got you have it all. All as of a it. Stay at home. Mom. Yes, exactly. You really, really do. Yeah. I, I, for me, I think that because I worked in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I was. Uh, well, I graduated with a political science degree and started off in the campaigns. So I worked in the world of fast pace, like you're going twenty four seven. And then I then I also then worked at a marketing political mail firm before I shifted directions into commercial real estate where I found out that politics is really in anything that you do. But <laughs> but but like I and I learned a lot in the corporate world mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you my greatest qualities that I bring to anyone at the table is because I'm a mom yeah. and a caregiver. Yeah. That's that's really what shifted the difference in me and like made me calm down. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Like not calm down as in not working or producing as much, right. but calm down in the sense of my reactions to yes. things. Yeah. And then paying attention to other people. Yeah. More so than just myself. Yeah. That I mean being a mom is a is Incredible. Yes. And there's so much that you learn, so much that you can give based on that decision to, because you're influencing another person. Yes. Influencing a generation of people. Because a lot of the stay at home moms, at least in my, I had a, my name is Stephanie Lynn. And my friend in high school, her mom's name was Stephanie Lynn. And Mrs. Benson stayed home. Yeah. And my mom worked. So she not only was impacting Tammy and Dawn, she was impacting me as well because she would be the one that picked me up sometimes. Yes. Or take me to band activities. So that, that quote unquote freedom that you have as a stay at home mom, you not only are impacting your home, but you have the opportunity to impact other people as well. Oh, 100%. Yeah, my life would have been different without Mrs. Benson. Yes, see? See? Tell me, I always give a disclaimer to my kids. Uh I'm like, I have to mess you up somehow, some way. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, that's that's what builds character. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Totally agree. (laughs) Stephanie, thank you so much for joining us today. And for everyone who is out there that wants to wants to come, Stephanie will actually go to the website www.dandelion-incinc.com. Um, check out the schedule because Stephanie is coming to us in February. To oh no, March, I March, think it's March. Oh, because probably oh, it is March. Okay. Jessica, <laughs> it's February. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness! But uh, on the see, website, see, it's the perimenopause <laughs> impacting my ability to <laughs> the brain fog. But so Stephanie's coming in March. Check it out. Please come and hear her speak one on one. You'll be able to, and then also please download and subscribe and like her podcast. Yeah, I love Hello, it. Hot Flash. Yes. 
And where can they find more information? Um, on my website, hellohotflash.com. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, and don't forget to sign up to be a guest for that one-on-one training with yes, our... Yes, please do that. I would love to have as many people yeah. as possible. That would be awesome. That'd be perfect. Yeah. All right. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening in to The Seed. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, go to dandelion-inc.com and click Let's Connect. And please be sure to subscribe to The Seed's monthly podcast to hear more inspiring stories from other badass women that are all around us. Remember, behind every woman is a tribe of other successful women who have their back. To you all, thank you.